Hello, everyone, and welcome to Love in Your Life podcast. So since this is our first episode, I need to introduce who I am and why I chose to offer a podcast entitled Love in Your Life. So first, who am I? My name is Dola, and like so many others, I am someone who has changed the details of the work that I do several times before I landed on something that I was what I'll call meant to do. I began my professional career as a teacher, left that a bit disillusioned, lots of hard work and not so great on the comp side, and returned to banking. It was a world and a work that I had experienced during my undergraduate studies. After about eight years, the bank decided to downsize and I rather quickly took a job that just came to me. This might sound a little familiar to people, taking a job that seems as though it's conveniently being presented to you. And, you know, I was offered a job selling mortgage insurance from a company known by our bank. I had worked with them in the past and they knew me. I knew them. Um, It sounded interesting, somewhat easy and possibly adventurous since I would report into the Boston office. Oh, and I need to mention that my decision was also somewhat influenced by the number of people who had often claimed that I would, quote, make such a great salesperson. Well, that didn't last very long at all. It turns out that sales was neither easy nor my thing. And that was my last corporate position. When I left that role, I accepted a consulting position with an international corporation to assist executives in transitioning following an involuntary job loss. In this position, I found two things. One, I was tapping into my teaching skill set, so quite a natural transition from that perspective. And two, I liked the freedom a lot. Yes, I gave up a weekly paycheck, stability, etc., but I was happy. For perhaps the first time, I was experiencing a level of job satisfaction like not before. What I could do and what I would do if I followed my heart, I guess, was intersecting. I I even conducted classes to middle managers on resume writing, interviewing, and networking to land a job. That was another part of the, my position there. But most importantly, I engaged all these folks in taking a look at what a professional assessment had to say about their most suited career path. I became certified in a number of assessment instruments and came to be very excited about what these reports often revealed to and for the individual. This part of the program was usually one-on-one with a professional, so it was teaching and coaching, mentoring, uh, uncovering with the person, data about the needs, you know, uncovering with, I should say, the person, data about their needs, what motivates them, and what environment is most suited to their unique needs. I was excited because they were excited. Most often, my clients not only agreed with what the reports had revealed, but also, in some cases, they recognized how buried these needs had been in the pursuit of a path that they were either told to pursue or they were inclined to pursue, usually due to some income potential in this field or a particular job. And very often their choices were reflective of their indecision or lack of conscious choice, succumbing to the encouragement of well-intentioned parents and authority figures who they may have been exposed to at the time. 
this is not an indictment on these folks that were encouraging people to take jobs that were uh, plentiful, for example, or very lucrative um, in terms of the compensation factor. Most concerns are for these practical matters of financial security and job availability in certain fields, um, and these folks do mean well. But we cannot allow that to mean the, be the main guiding principle of choosing our proper path. So now I want to share these 20 plus years experience working with these professionals. What I was able to share and teach them is certainly one thing, but more importantly, I want to share what they taught me. What I have learned from bright minds and how often during our time together, this notion of purpose surfaced in our conferences, one-on-one or groups, What I have come to understand and recognize is that each of us is here for a specific purpose and we just need to know how to go about uncovering that unique purpose for ourselves because we intrinsically know that there's got to be a reason for us being here and that question always surfaces. I believe that along with many others that each of us can be most happy and successful when we are following the path of our intentions. In other words, what we were intended to do, to be, and to give during our time here. Well, I even wrote a small book about it and it's called It Is All About You. It's on my website and it's available on Amazon. It's a very small book, but it's very much reflective of these conversations that would surface continually with these uh, clients of mine on this job. And today, as I launch my podcast, I promise not only to be relevant to the unemployed or underemployed and one in that transition phase, but also to those who are in roles in which they feel no passion, no alignment, or worse. They dislike what they do and feel trapped as they amble into their workspaces every single day. If you're a college student or getting prepared to enter college life, then please do not choose a path without consciousness about who you are and what you need from your environment in order to be happy and successful. I think we're definitely missing something big if we choose to ignore that kind of self-awareness. What I learned from this work includes the following. We all have times when life happens to us. Rather than our choosing to go in a certain direction, opportunities come into our paths and we decide or we simply move in that direction irrespective of intention. But that kind of thinking and action is not likely to get us to happiness or success. People fear making moves, particularly as they age and grow in financial responsibilities to home and family. Fear is a very powerful motivator, and with career direction, it can be fear of not making enough money, fear of time passing by, fear of getting stuck in a job we either hate or in which we are bored to tears. We are motivated by one of two things, and even though fear is a powerful motivator, so is love. It's just that so often fear gets in there faster and gets the better of us, it precludes the possibility of love to be a consideration. Some of us just don't believe in passionate work, or we don't think it's for us. We feel that it could be for the so-called lucky few, or it might be for the so-called lucky few, and that's just not true. 
To those who do seem to luck out, I might suggest that these folks had an intention and a belief that simply took them where they intended to go. In other words, they went in the direction of their dreams and the universe conspired to meet them there. I know, sounds like a Thoreau quote, right? I am continually astonished by what most people believe about their work. The four-letter word is generally accepted as the negative connotation that it might be. But perhaps because I'm in the business of assessing motivational needs to determine optimal career paths, I take umbrage at this philosophy. Work not only should not be painful, but there is absolutely no reason whatsoever for anyone to be engaged in work that they find less than personally fulfilling. I can name at least 10 good books to read on the subject, but the bottom line really is, why do we persist in this belief when we see clear evidence to the contrary? Do we really believe that those who are working at something they love are simply part of the fortunate few, a club in which we not, were not intended to have membership? I hope that anyone listening to this at least gives some thought to the possibility that there is merit in considering that success and passion is not meant for some, but for all of us. Each of us deserves to do work in which we have a motivation to perform. And if we're not quite certain what that might be, know that there are professionals who can help you clarify your needs and establish a proper direction for you. We will address the value of a professional assessment in the following podcast. My own passion happens to fall into the category of ensuring that others get this and accept this for themselves. And that's why I'm here doing this. The benefit to the individual is obvious, but it's also important to recognize that following our heart helps everyone we touch in our own little world and has residual positive effects on the universe at large. When you bring sunshine, everyone in your path feels that warmth and benefits from your glow. It's like that. Your content is your your content is imperative to not only yourself, but to all those with whom you come into contact. So my desire is to help and what I understand about the evolution and purpose of lifelong learning, and I continue down the path of learning as we all do, of course but that's to share with those who may benefit from the lessons I've taken the time to learn in the hopes, of course, to save others some time in confronting the same or similar setbacks. For me, it's the subject of the most suited career path, but from the decades experience working with people, I recognize that it spills over into our personal lives and life in general. In other words, we all wanna know that our lives matter, that we matter, and that we are living in accordance with a purpose designed uniquely for us. And to be perfectly frank, I took an unscientific poll asking folks, in particular younger people, what it is they need, what they listen to, and what they find of interest. And they always, almost always say self-help, whether it's podcasts or books or, uh, but mostly it's, the easy way, perhaps today because our lives are so busy, leaving little time to sit down with a good book and really go through it, we find that listening to podcasts and books on tape makes more practical sense. And when I inquire further, it's clear that these people are seeking advice, again, of a practical kind that will help them in their day-to-day -day living. 
So in my own corner of the world, what we do for a living is an area where most of us, especially young people, need validation and encouragement on how to best choose a path that suits them and allows them to be happy and successful. We want to save valuable time and money. And they, the more youthful again, especially do not want to work a bazillion hours a week to be physically spent and have little to no leisure time remaining. They look at their parents sometimes and clearly see they don't want that. (laughs) So in a way, they are clearly more open to advice on how to get their careers right for them. Unlike generations before them, they don't want to work for money, but for joy and job satisfaction. And that's huge. The other motivator for me personally is that it became painfully clear working with my clients about when they complain, why didn't I have this information sooner? Why did I waste my time here? And especially, why did I fail to believe in myself adequately? It's that self-blame and disappointment that leads us to the self-esteem issue. And that's another hot button for me. My belief is that each of us deserves to be happy and successful because we are worthy of it and deserve to be, to do and to have what we want for ourselves. So first, there is a difference between saying to oneself, I am a failure and I have failed here. One is an indictment on self-esteem as words do matter, especially those we tell ourselves, so that calling oneself names injures your self-esteem and the other way simply recognizes that you've behaved in a manner inconsistent with your potential. It's a huge difference. Think of it as the noun format assigns a permanent label versus the verb format being more indicative of a temporary behavior in action. The latter can be undone and redone, and the former just reinforces a negative image of oneself that becomes onerous and almost impossible to overcome, especially if reinforced over time. When, I, when we say I can't, we intrinsically know that's a cop-out. And rather restate it as a challenge that I have not yet, or even I will not. But certainly the idea behind both is that I can change if and when I choose. It's all about choice, right? So beginning there is a very good place to start. Then comes the awareness that is inevitable in the results of a professional validated assessment instrument that allows one to uncover drivers and motivators behind the personality. And again, that's the subject of our very next podcast. I'll address what that is, where to find one should we feel we need, and what to do with the resulting reports that come from taking such an assessment. In other words, what is the value to each person, particularly those who are more confused about career direction? And if I could digress just a bit before I let you go, another behind-the-scenes notion on this Uh, aspect is one of my favorite authors, Gary Zukav. He wrote The Seed of the Soul. In this book, he makes a case for the personality becoming one with the soul. And when we talk about assessments, we usually know personality tests. That's not exactly what I'm talking about, but you get the picture. So we might be risking getting a little bit esoteric on the subject here, but here's what he says in plain language. We come here, each of us, in an evolutionary journey of the soul. Our jobs are to find a way to get the personality we're here with this time 
to manifest what the soul, the deepest part of ourselves, wants. To the extent that we do that, we choose the right people in our lives, the right careers, etc. to help us achieve what we came here to achieve because our soul is about our higher purpose. Now, if that's something way out for you personally, it's okay. We still have this idea that each of us has a purpose and it's for us to identify what that is so that we can live our best life. I hope that kind of stuff works for everyone listening. And if you have questions, please ask them and I will respond. So far, I hope that you get that I'll be addressing how it is that we can better ensure that we're on the right career path in order to achieve our own version of happiness and success. We've talked about being open to this idea that there is something intended for you, a specific purpose, and then setting about gaining an awareness of what that is through some introspective work, perhaps with the assistance of an assessment tool. So that's it. It's not really a big deal, except to say that it can represent a huge influence on the individual's future, particularly in light of the variation uncovered between what they were doing and what they could be doing based on what the report indicates along with their personal validation of the report. So thanks for listening today. Please return for my next episode when I get into the assessment business, how to tell if you need one, how to determine if it benefits your unique situation. I'll also be speaking on future podcasts, of course, um, of examples and occasions with clients and plan to actually bring relevant interviews that I trust will interest you and inspire you to do what you love, to live with love in your life, professionally and personally. It's the only way to live. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.